0: Bitch. Is that better? Is bitch better? bitch better? Is bitch better? Hey, bitches. Welcome back to another episode of Bitches Better. I'm your host, Raven, and it's a solo episode day. This week has been absolutely (laughs) insane. And I haven't been feeling great. Um, so I was nervous about like scheduling a guest because I was like, oh my God, I don't want to have to cancel on them. Cause I didn't even know if this episode was going to happen, <laughs> to be honest. Um, uh, but here we are, we're here. So let's go ahead and get into it. I'll start with bad bitch, raggedy bitch. So I'll start with my raggedy bitch. The raggedy bitch this week goes to Miss Nicki Minaj. Because she was coming for Garcelle. I don't know if y'all saw this or not, but she went on this insane tirade, like hollering and carrying on about Garcelle saying that she didn't give a fuck. (laughs) that people were threatening her kids. And that's what she gets. Because if you can't stand the heat, then you need to get out the kitchen. She's screaming. She's like, did you care about my son? Like she, she was going off. She was calling her all sorts of bitches and hoes. And she was like, this is why that white man left you, which like, she left him because he was cheating. Anyway, anyway. Now, from what I understand, this is all because Garcelle and her co host of The Real, They spoke to the woman that accused uh, Nikki's husband of rape. You know, her husband, the one that's a fucking convicted rapist and a registered sex offender. So the same woman that Nikki was threatening and intimidating during the trial. So because they gave this woman a platform, Nikki is just livid and coming for Garcelle for some reason. (laughs) Like, I don't I don't get it. But she's like, always always mad at everyone except for her felonious husband it's absurd like I'm not sure what her son has to do with this and what she meant by saying like oh Garcelle you didn't care about my son um but if anyone was coming for her son the way that people were doing Garcelle's um she'd lose her shit much like she's doing now (laughs) over her husband but like what was that little saying of hers if you can't take the heat get out of the motherfucking kitchen So when you marry a rapist, people are going to have something to say about it, period, dot. Okay, bad bitch. I actually have multiple bad bitches, and it's The Real Girlfriends in Paris. I actually really like this show, y'all, and I'm surprised. Like, people have been comparing it to Gallery Girls, and I think I agree, because I also really loved that show, too. Um, You know, there's drama, but it's nothing, like, wild, or like terrible or anything like that, like we're used to. So it's a, it's a breath of fresh air and I'm entertained and I like all the girls. Well, at first I didn't like the one girl. I um, I'm still like <laughs> not too sure of their names, but I didn't like the one girl who acts like she's the mom of the group. Cause she's just like so much wiser and like smarter than everyone else. So like that turned me off. And it also turned me off because she's like, she's lived in Paris for 10 years. And like now all of a sudden she's Mrs. Paris and she knows everything about it. And she's just like a Parisian queen. And it's annoying. You know, it's like how Craig moved to Charleston from Delaware. And now he's like a big Southern guy. Like, get the fuck out of here. Relax. (laughs) Just relax. But but in the most recent episode, um, she was talking about like how her whole image is basically fake. She was like, yeah, I'm faking it. This is, this is not real. And I was like, okay, I appreciate the honesty. I like you now. So yeah, if you haven't watched it, um, I suggest giving it a shot. It's a cute show. Um, okay, now on to the news. First of all, I have some sad news. Um, something came up and I can no longer attend BravoCon and it's awful and I'm very upset about it. And that's all I'm going to say. So if any of you bitches want to go, but you, were, you weren't you were able to get a ticket in time or something like that, hit me up because I'm going to sell mine and I'll even make you a deal. So if you're interested, shoot me an email at B as in bitch <laughs> is better the number one at gmail.com. Um, No DMs, because I'm probably not going to see it because I'm just not great at checking them. And I think that y'all know that. Um, I just get overwhelmed when the messages pile up. So yeah, hit me up, send me an email if you're interested, and we'll figure something out. All right, on to the real news. (laughs) So Summer House is coming out on the new season. Summer House, not Summer House, you guys. Lord help me. Winter House, (laughs) the new season of Winter House comes out on October 13th. So I watched the trailer. And, well, I first saw, you know, like the cast photo. And I was like, who are these people? There's also so many people. So the people we have returning from last season are Kyle, Amanda, Sierra, Luke, Jason, Paige, Craig, and Austin. And then there's three new people. Now, allegedly, Luke was making some of the girls feel uncomfortable in some sort of way this season and he has to leave. And we actually see Craig yelling at him saying he was like you touched my girlfriend and like Paige is like leaning over the- <laughs> she's like she's just like listening and I was like oh my god what's happening here. So I'll be interested to see how that all plays out. Um definitely not interested in seeing Craig and Austin again, but here we are. <sighs> um, Lindsay and Carl make an appearance, which is nice. I'm happy to see them. But of course, stupid Austin has to try and make it about him. So he says he alleges <laughs> that he woke up with Lindsay's hand on his dick the same night that um her and Carl made it official. I don't believe it for a second because austin's a fucking liar but like go off sis oh also for some reason schwartz and sandoval are there um i i think that's weird but it's fine i don't (laughs) whatever whatever um what else happened oh anisha from family karma got engaged so congrats to her congrats to that giant rock on her finger it's beautiful It's beautiful. So I'm hoping we get to see that play out on the show, which they actually just finished filming. So hopefully we'll get that soon. And now the juiciest one. So Candy from Real Housewives of Atlanta says that she does not fuck with Carlos King and she doesn't fuck with him because apparently he stole escapes life story. So, you know, that's the girl group that she was in. If y'all didn't know, um, she said that he stole their life story and sold it to TV one to like make it into a movie. And Candy was really upset about this because when she was talking, you know, she got her shaky voice going and I was like, Oh my God, you that's when, you know, she's really upset. And it's just sad because you can tell she just felt like super betrayed and just hurt by Carlos because they were friends and he never once mentioned this to her. So like it it's fucked up. Like it's some snake shit for real. Um, And it's also fucked up that people can take your life story and just make money off of it. Like uh, they're absolutely they're not doing anything wrong. All they have to do is call it the unauthorized story. And they're good. Now they're making money off of your shit. It's fucked up. Um, So I'm actually interested to see if Carlos is going to address this or not. You know, he's been posting like quotes and stuff on his story. But I mean, he does that all the time. <laughs> but me, here I am. I'm like, oh, is he talking about candy? <laughs> What's going on? So yeah, we'll see. Story developing. <laughs> um, I guess we'll just talk about Atlanta since we're on the subject. So I came into the reunion with a few things on my mind. First, I was like, okay, how many parts is this going to be? Because <laughs> I don't believe they said how many parts there are. And like, y'all know how I feel about reunions being more than two parts. It's excessive. There's absolutely no need for it. Um, I was also wondering how Sonia was going to perform, you know, because it's her first reunion. Because, you know, her performance throughout the season was not great. Um, Kenya flawlessly ate her up at that last dinner in Jamaica and other times. So, yeah, I was concerned. And the last thing I was wondering about was whether or not Marlo's comments about Brooklyn were going to be addressed. Because if it's not, I'm going to be pissed. And I'm still pissed that they even cut that out in the first place. So remember on Candy's YouTube show, Speak On It, she said that Marlo actually said some really foul things about Kenya's daughter, Brooklyn, Um, you know, when Kenya and Marlo were like going back and forth arguing in the driveway during that lame ass trip to the mountains. And I'm just like, why did they cut that out? Marlo is known to say horrible things. Like, why are we protecting her now? You know? So I, I really want that to come up. Um, Another note about reunions in general. <laughs> no one asked me, but here's my thoughts. I could really do without the clips of Andy, like going to see everyone in their dressing rooms and like giving them high fives and shit. I don't need to see that. I don't need to see them walk out onto the stage. Just start the footage when everyone has taken their seats and we're ready to go. I don't need to see all that extra shit. This this is exactly why the reunions are so many damn parts like <laughs> and they don't need to be cut out all this extra shit. Whew! I got me fired up. OK, uh, now let's talk about the looks. The looks were <sighs> something else right? Because, like, everyone looked beautiful, obviously, because they're beautiful women. But um, it just, like, wasn't great overall, in my opinion. So, Kenya, not a fan of her dress from the waist down. But she looks great. Anyway, I love her hair. Love the big hair. Candy, I don't know why she has, like, these random dreads in her hair, but I don't like it. Like, do one or the other. Her dress isn't bad. Um she still, I mean, she looks really good despite like her weird hair and the dress, whatever. Now, Sheree, she looks good as usual. Her boobs are all the way out. They're out to play. They're like, do you have any questions for us today? And the dress itself, it's kind of plain. I don't like it. I don't hate it. It's whatever. Marlo, hate her dress. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Her hair and makeup are good, though. She looks pretty. Now, Drew, I don't think, that i like her dress but somehow it works like with the gloves and all i don't know she looks fantastic she might have the best look to me actually um and you know i'm not one to like give drew any compliments but yeah i think she might i think she might be the best dressed now, you know who the worst dress is, Sonia. I hate her dress the most. It is hideous. That top part with the strings and the jewels is just so bad. It looks like someone cut two different dresses in half and then like sewed them together. Like pick one style and stick with it. I find it to be ugly, distracting, and just like overall terrible. Boo, tomato, tomato to that dress. Don't do that shit again. Whoever styled you or picked that out, fire them immediately. I mean it. And now this set. (laughs) This set (laughs) is so elaborate and dangerous. I think it's dangerous, you guys. There's a moat around this stage. And listen, I know that Atlanta loves a water feature for their reunion. This is not the first time we've seen one. Remember when they had like the little koi pond? Um, They were like, let's kick it up a notch. We're getting a fucking moat. They have to cross a bridge (laughs) to get to the stage. And once they've all uh, taken their seats, they take the bridge away. So guess what? There will be no walk offs, even if they wanted to. Like, all they can do is just, like, stand up and turn around, I guess, if they get that mad. Like, (laughs) because if you do walk off, you're going into the water and you're going to look crazy. And honestly, if anyone was going to fall into the water, I think it would be Drew her accident prone ass. And that's no shade. Like I'm very clumsy. And thinking about walking around that little stage and like heels and a giant dress makes me very nervous. Like I would absolutely be going overboard. So yeah. Now the seating. Why are Marlo and Sheree sitting right next to Andy? The seating arrangement just like makes no sense to me. Going, okay, so going from closest to Andy on couch one, we have Sheree, Kenya, and Candy in that order. Couch two, we have Marlo, Drew, and Sonya in that order. What the fuck is that about? I love you, Sheree, but I don't, I don't think you deserve to be right next to Andy, especially after that she I Sheree stunt you pulled. I'm still mad about that, by the way. Y'all, let me tell you something. I, <laughs> I when she finally got the website back up um, earlier this week, of course I went to look at it, and I I was like, okay, maybe she's come to her senses. No, of course the website looks better, but the prices do not. They're still high as fuck. And let me take you along my line of thinking, okay? How the fuck are you charging all of this shit, you charade? Beyonce's Ivy Park with Adidas doesn't cost this much. Rihanna's Savage Fenty, it doesn't cost this much. So, why do you think that you should be charging $252 for a simple hoodie with your logo on it? It's absurd. I'm never going to get over this. I'm never going to forgive her for this. Honestly, she's going to be a raggedy bitch in my book until she adjusts those prices because it's ridiculous. Um, okay. I got off track there. What was I talking about? Oh, oh. <laughs> the seating. Now, <laughs> Sheree sitting up there next to Andy and she shouldn't be. I feel like it should be Candy or Kenya. And honestly, I think that I'm leaning more towards Candy having the first seat um next to Andy because she did a lot this season. So, yeah, it should be Candy, Kenya, and then Sheree. Couch 2 is fine, I think. No notes. Now, they do this whole thing where they talk about, like, bone collecting in general and, like, who's the biggest bone collector? Is there a new bone collector in town? And I'm just like, no, they're all bone collectors. I'm a bone collector. You're a bone collector by their definition. Like, I honestly don't even think it's bone collecting at this point. It's just gossiping, which is, like, bone carrying. Bone carrying at best. Yeah. Yeah. That's I prefer that term. So that's what I'm gonna call it by now. So they're all bone carriers. No, Sheree and Drew start going at it immediately because Drew brought up the tomb and she called her, you know, little chihuahua or something. And Sheree was like, No, like that's my girl. Don't talk about her like that. You couldn't even handle her. So they're going back and forth all the while. <laughs> Andy is trying to ask Drew a question. And he's like, hey, hey, did you even hear what I just asked you? Pay attention, please. Um, and by the way, I do think that Drew could handle Fatoum. Oh my god, look, not me giving her compliments again and being positive about her in general. What is going on? So anyway, you know, they like talk about whether or not Sheree knew about the rumor about Ralph being gay. And she's like, no. And then somehow they get to the point where they're like, well, you want to get Anthony on the phone? Because we can call him. And Andy was like, absolutely not. We're moving on. I don't fucking care that much. Okay. (laughs) I love it when he gets bored of shit. It's so funny to see. Um, And by the way, Drew is giving Paige energy from the Summer House reunion. She hasn't looked at Sonya once. <laughs> She's like, I don't see her. I don't know her. I have nothing for her. She was just, oh, God, it was it was wonderful to see. I appreciated that. Oh, my God. Another compliment for Drew. Do I like her? Am I a Drew fan? Mm, pray for me. So... <laughs> They give Sheree a nice little clip package and Andy starts asking her about She by Sheree and if it's really done or not. And then he's like, you know, because (laughs) the whole spring, summer, September thing, you know, it became a meme for COVID. So, you know, do you feel humiliated and embarrassed by it? And I died. I died. Like Andy did not have to do that. It was, it was the way he said it with so much emphasis on humiliated, embarrassed that took me out. He was like, do you not feel humiliated and then just embarrassed? Like, <laughs> he's so fucking shady. I love it. <laughs> um, okay, and then they talk about Candy talking shit about Shibai Sheree. And she's like, Well, I only did that because Sheree was talking about me. And Sheree was like, A oh, pardon? <laughs> when did I do that? And so Candy, you know, she's like listing off the example. She's like, You and Marlo were talking about me being a hoe and stuff. And you said a bunch of stuff in your confessionals too. So we get the evidence, and Sheree's just like, Nope, <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> Never happened. I don't care what kind of footage you have. That was not me. (laughs) And Andy was like, "Um, no, y'all all all talk about each other. Moving on. So he didn't care about that either. By the way, Kendrick, friend of the pod, he made a good point about this. They're all making Candy's Speak On It show seem like it's Heavenly's YouTube show, just by the way that... (laughs) Just like by the time that this was all over. And that's wild because if you watch Married to Medicine or Heavenly's YouTube, you'd know that Heavenly is just absolutely reckless with her shit and highly problematic. Candy's show is nothing of the sort. So, like, don't do her. Um, Then we get into the rumor, that seemingly true rumor, that Sheree doesn't pay her bills. in (laughs) Sheree. Cheray gets asked why it takes her so damn long to finish everything. Like she by Cheray Chateau Cheray is it because she doesn't pay people? She's like, no, I work at my own pace. <laughs> Which, like, what? <laughs> this is like everything. Everything doesn't take uh, forever to complete because I don't pay. Allegedly. But then on the other hand, Sheree is under the impression that if she doesn't like a service, that she shouldn't have to pay for it. And people like that are what's wrong with the world, okay? You don't get a free meal or a free drink just because you don't like it. If there's a bug in there, you know, or some hair in there, or they like fucked it up terribly, then we can chat. But if you just simply don't like it, that's on you. That's your bad. Give these people their money and then don't use them again. And that's exactly what Kenya said to her. You have to pay people. So, yeah, that whole conversation just confirmed my suspicion that she doesn't pay people. And, like, also, too many, way too many people have been saying this about her for far too long. So, yeah. And Candy actually thinks that Tyrone's money is paying for Sheree's house, amongst other things. And I think that I agree. So all those times that the building of Chateau Charret had to be halted, I'm thinking that Tyrone had to like give his scamming like a little break because people were on to him. I mean, eventually he got caught, but you know what I'm saying. (laughs) So then the topic of Marlo saying that Candy doesn't help people comes up and Candy goes off and Marlo looks stupid as usual. It's like she brings stuff up that makes no sense. And I'm just looking at her like, what? She says that Candy doesn't help the black community and she's never helped her. And that's just all a lie. She said Candy didn't help her get a show. She was like, no, that was Todd because you don't even produce stuff. And even Andy had to interject and say, actually, Candy pitches shows all the time. So just hush. Like, just take the L and shut up. That's her problem. She doesn't know when to stop. And it just makes her look dumb every time. Just shut up, because everything that you say just keeps sounding more and more stupid and far less relevant to what we're actually talking about. Oh, So Sheree says that um, Tyrone was using her for camera time because he was trying to do deals on the side. I'm like, what kind of deals? I'd love to know, but she didn't tell us and they didn't ask, which I don't appreciate. She also says that the real reason that they were abstinent whenever he got home was because his dick was trash, which is tragic. <laughs> it's just tragic. Um, and then they start talking about Martel and she's like, Oh yeah, you know, we're just having fun. It's nothing serious. And she's like, I just like him because he's just like such a nice guy. It's, I mean, he is good looking, but it's not just that because, you know, I don't really go for looks. <laughs> and Kenny's like, Oh, we know we've seen Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I said a well played Kenya points were made we have all seen Bob and yeah anyway we'll see how long things last with Martel and like how nice of a person she thinks after you know how nice of a person she thinks he is after a few more months and we won't even have to do any digging because Martel Martel is so messy he takes everything Everything to socials. And I do mean everything. You can do a quick Google and see all of the online drama that he was doing with his ex wife, Melody. It is a mess. Someone sent in a question asking why um, why Sheree would get with Martel knowing what he did to his ex wife. And, you know, does she just ignore red flags? And she's like, well, we all ignore red flags. And I said, uh uh-uh. <laughs> speak for yourself, babe. Mm-mm. So then Andy was like, Well, wait, what did he do? And Sheree's like, Oh, I don't know. And Ken- Kenya comes to the rescue yet again. She's like, Oh, well, he cheated on his wife multiple times and actually ended up having a baby outside of his marriage. And I'm like, Thank you, Kenya. Okay. Because Sheree knows good and damn well what happened. She just didn't want the people who don't know about Martel to take her word for it that he's a nice guy, but he's not. He's He's the worst. That man walks so Tristan Thompson could run. He's awful. Ugh. Anyway, um, y'all should be watching Love and Marriage Huntsville if you aren't already. The season just started back up um on Saturday, and it is excellent as usual. And that's actually what I'm covering on Patreon right now, amongst other things. So go to Patreon.com/slash BitchesBetter so you can check it out um what else oh <laughs> then Sonia and Drew started getting into it and this is where I zoned out like I'm so sorry I couldn't be less interested in this feud it was lame while the show was on and it continues to be lame now even Andy was over it at a certain point he was like okay let's just move on like I'm sick of hearing about this I actually don't care <laughs> he didn't say that with words but he did with his face okay Actually, actually, there was one thing that Sonia said that stuck out to me and I didn't like it. She basically told that she basically told Drew that she's like an unaccomplished loser because she hasn't done as much as her, meaning winning gold medals at the Olympics. And I said, now, wait a minute, Sonia, (laughs) because y'all know I've had her back when she like brings up the gold medals like this whole time. I'm like, okay, well, it is a really big deal because it is. But it's not like the only thing that you could do that would be a big deal. And you can't say everyone is unaccomplished because they don't have gold medals. Like that's stupid. That would make most people on the planet unaccomplished by her standards. And that's bullshit. Oprah doesn't have any gold medals. Is she an unaccomplished loser? I don't think so. So shut the fuck up. Okay, thank you. Um, they also talk about Marlo and like her mom, the boys, family shit, and y'all know, (laughs) I hate to say it, but I'm not interested. I'm sorry, Marlo. We've gone all these years without knowing anything about her except that she dates old white men. And now she wants to share and open up. I don't care at this point. I really don't. I'm so sorry. And she like tries to weaponize her sad past when she's like confronted with something bad that she's done. And it's really annoying. And they talk about her for so fucking long. I'm like, oh my God, I don't care this much about Marlo. So much of that could be cut out. And if this shit is four parts, I'm going to scream because it'll be because of shit like that. Ugh. So we'll see. Moving on. Let's talk about Married to Medicine. So we're having dinner at uh, Simone and Cecil's house and who's invited? Toya, Eugene, Quad, Audra, and her husband. I guess the rest of the cast wasn't invited. <laughs> I don't know. I'd like to think that Anila wasn't invited, but I'm sure that like, you know, Heavenly and Contessa were invited. They just like were busy and they couldn't make it. Um. Anyway, I'm not a fan of Audra. I skipped through her solo scenes. She just was like trying too hard to have an issue with Toya for me. It came across as thirsty. Kind of like how Sonya was like pushing for an issue with Drew. Or even, I mean, let's bring it back to Married to Medicine, the way that Anil has been acting this season. It's thirsty. I don't like it. It's, It's whack. That being said, I do relate to Audra on one thing. So her and her husband show up to the dinner, like super casual jeans, t-shirts, sneakers, whatever. And Toya was like, um, (laughs) where y'all coming from? Cause y'all are real casual. (laughs) What's wrong with Toya? I love her. So Audrey was like, um, this is just how we come to dinner. She was like, you know, if I'm going to a friend's house, I'm going to be casual. And I said, well, (laughs) we'll see how long that lasts. Let's get our second season and we'll see if that changes or not because Teddy used to be the chill casual one too in her early days remember <laughs> yeah um anyway like I go to my friends cat my friends house is casual too but i mean i'm not rich or on tv <laughs> so i'm absolutely showing up there looking however i look on that particular date unless you know i'm told of a dress code but yeah i just feel like it's different rules for them i'm sorry so we also find out that Audra was born in 1990, which was shocking to me because like, so we're the same age and I don't know. She just seems like she's mid forties to me. I don't know. And that's no shape. Like she's beautiful and she looks great. She just gives older energy and that's, I can't explain it any further. Hopefully you know what I mean. Um, So, yeah, you know, they start talking about marriages and stuff. And somehow we get back to (laughs) Toya versus Audra, because Audra brings it up. And she's like, Toya, I knew you were talking shit about my clothes when we were in Vegas. So, like, what's up? And Toya was like, well, I mean, you were looking crazy. So what else was I supposed to do? (laughs) And Audra was like... (laughs) I don't know. She was like on some real Giselle shit, which is fine. You know, she was like, well, this is how I dress. And this is what I like. And I'm not changing it for anyone. And I said, Okay, girl, that's fine. You know, good for you. And Quad was like, well, you know what? Toya's label obsessed. And her self esteem is wrapped up in material things. And I was like, "Yep, that's true. Spot on. I look at how much she makes Eugene like move and keep buying houses and like all this shit that they can't really afford. You know, she she needs to stop that. I've said that I love her, but she's got to cut that out. So then they start like talking about vulnerability and Eugene apologizes to Toya for not being the best partner the past year. And she's like, no, it's fine. But it doesn't appear that way. And I was like, are you going to apologize too? Because you weren't really being very supportive of him either. And he was like working his ass off during COVID and like very upset and stuff like that. And she just sat there and I was like, hmm, okay. So (laughs) story developing. Um, And then we see lame ass Anila and her family. She can't make hot chocolate. And Kieran drags her for it. And I was like, good job. He was like, how don't you know how to make this? It's instant. And I was just thinking, you you don't know how to read instructions and just follow them? Oh, my God. You know, so her and her family are just like doing Christmas things. Whatever. Who cares? Now, Quad is having a Christmas party. So Toya shows up to the party with a gift for Quad. And this is clearly to get back at her for the gift that, that Quad gave her when, you know, her and Eugene were going through their money struggles. It was like a basket with like ramen noodles and Vienna sausages and like like struggle shit basically. Um, and so Toya gives her a shirt that says Diva, it's hideous. The shirt's so ugly. So divorced, intelligent, vivacious, and awesome. And Quad was like, amazing. I am all of these things. I know you're trying to be slick, but it's not going to work. And then Quad, you know, she stands up and she gives this long ass speech as she does. She is so long winded. And she was basically the speech was like, listen, I came up after my divorce and I'm that bitch. So fuck y'all. Thank you for coming. (laughs) That was the gist of it. So Anila shows up to the party looking absolutely crazy with her parents and her friend Zayna that apparently Toya has beef with. Like they used to be friends, but they fell out. That's all we know. So I was like, oh, I'm sure there's going to be some mess here. And then we find out that Zayna was telling people that Toya was sleeping with some man in the neighborhood. So yeah, mess. It's fucked up. And I don't believe it. Listen. Toya's a lot of things, but I don't see her cheating on Eugene. And like also everyone is acting like they know Zena very well. And I'm just like, okay, so have we met her before? Because I don't remember meeting her. And if we haven't, why are we only just now meeting her? Like, why isn't she why isn't she in the mix more? So yeah. Then Audra starts coming for Toya yet again. And I'm like, girl this is so tired and played out. Like you have to stop. She literally gets up and starts yelling right away. She, This lady was talking about Soya's house. She was like, oh, you told everyone that you made a million dollars when you sold your house. And then she pulls out her phone, opens the calculator and starts doing math. She was like, you paid this much for your house. It was purchased for this much and then you had to pay these taxes and blah blah blah. It was so fucking weird. And everyone thought so. It, you could tell. Like, you what kind of weird stalker are you? You did all that research and then made a fucking PowerPoint presentation about it? Girl, you gotta get out of here. <laughs> you gotta go home and take a nap. This is weird. This is really fucking weird. So then somehow, I don't know what happened. Anila starts arguing with one of Toya's friends and she was being so rude. She was like, you shouldn't even be here. And then the friend stands up like she's ready to beat Anila's ass because who the fuck are you talking to? Okay. <laughs> so, so Anila and Toya are arguing and then somehow Zayna gets involved. And she was like, oh, you don't want me to open my mouth. And Toya was like, What? What are you even talking about? So then Heavenly whispers to Toya. She was like, girl, someone said that you slept with some man in the neighborhood. And Toya went off. She was like, which one of you bitches said that? Because I'll get up and beat your fucking ass. And I said, (laughs) well, all right then. And then in the previews for the next episode, it looks like Audra and Toya are swinging on each other. I'm like, oh my God, Lord help. And you know, this will not be the first fight that Toya got into, okay, on the show. <laughs> we all remember the Toya and Mariah fight by the pool. And somehow, neither one of them ended up in the pool. And I still don't understand how that didn't happen. It's beyond me. Good for them. Um, okay, that's it for them. <sighs> Beverly Hills, this should be quick. <laughs> so... Of course, they all have to rehash the Erica thing from the night before. And I'm just like, blah, 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 whatever. Get to the part where Kathy is mocking Rena while she's ordering 818 tequila. Okay, that's what I'm here for. So, you know, Kyle's upset about how Erica spoke to her, you know, and that after the whole the whole fight, she apparently packed up all her shit and left and she went to stay uh, with Diana. And Dorit. So Dorit and Diana and Rina are all trying to talk some sense into Erica on the way or whenever they were leaving the house. But you know, of course, she's not hearing it. And as much as I hate to say it, like, Diana was making a good point. She was like, Erica, just imagine that, you know, you're not married to Tom, and you're not involved in this at all. You just read an article about this story you would say, Oh, my God, this is awful. And like, even though that was a great way of putting it, Erica sings her same old song of like, the court will handle it. Like she's just heartless. I don't know what's wrong with her. I really don't. Um, so the next day, Diana, Dorit and Erica, you know, they go split off from the group, they go shopping. The other girls go to this hat store that Kyle loves so much. So they're trying on hats, and then they go to the bar and they order drinks. Kathy notices that her tequila is at the bar and she's like so excited. She's telling everyone and everyone acknowledges this. So they know that it is there. Rinna proceeds to ask for a taste of 818 tequila because it's her friend, Kendall Jenner's. Now listen, let's go along with the whole Kendall Jenner is your friend thing for a second. If that was the case, she would have sent you like some of this tequila whenever the tequila first came out. And it's been out for a while now. I've tried it. Um, so like the fact that you haven't tasted your friend's tequila like a couple of years into it being released is really fucking weird. If fr- if my friend made some tequila, I'm going to be in first in line to try it. OK, so anyway, this really upsets Kathy <laughs> Because she just told everyone their tequila is there. And they refused to try it the night before. So, (laughs) Rita was basically like, oh, Kathy, that's nice that they have your tequila. But, like, also, fuck your tequila. I'm getting this other one. So, then she goes on and on about how she loves the 818 tequila. And Kathy is pissed. Heated. And she does... (laughs) she does the thing that I've been waiting for she was like she was just mocking her and she was like oh I'm gonna check Kendall Jenner date my that shit was too <laughs> that shit was too funny to me y'all I don't know it's just so like childish and silly like I have to laugh because I love mocking someone I do it to my husband all the time he hates it I don't care <laughs> but yeah Kathy was just so mad. She stormed off and she actually left. I don't know where she went, probably back to the house. So then Kyle gets mad. She's upset with Kathy. Then she gets mad at Dorit because Dorit doesn't come to the hat store because Erica doesn't want to go. So she's upset about them not coming, but especially Dorit, you know, because she's like her bestie or whatever. And she's telling her that and she starts crying, carrying on all of that. So Rena was like, okay, I'm going to go fix this she starts walking the streets of Aspen looking for them. It's, it's so stupid. Just ask them where they are, Rinna. So she finds them. That's in quotes, like they told her where the fuck they were at. So she doesn't fix a thing. Okay. (laughs) They like have a meal and they're just hanging out. She did not go back to the hat place, even though she promised Kyle that she would. (laughs) So Kyle is probably even more upset. (laughs) It's so stupid. So then Dorit and Kyle end up having it out and Mauricio interjects and he makes them make up. It was very annoying to me for some reason. Like, again, why are you here? (laughs) The girls are fighting. Let them fight. Go away. He's like, oh, because of me and PK, we have to like, shut the fuck up. Go take a nap. Ugh. so. And by the end of the night, like Kyle and Erica end up making up somehow. And then I don't know what happened. Crystal and Dorit are getting into it. And then Erica and Crystal are getting into it. But I couldn't tell you why or what happened. I was, to be honest with you, (laughs) I was really losing steam by the end of this episode. Like after Kathy did the 818, like I kind of tuned out (laughs) because that's what I was waiting for. Um, but, like, I feel confident that y'all lost steam by this point, too. So, like, it's whatever. We saw what happened. It, it didn't matter. But then something that does matter. We get the clip for next week's episode where um, they go to some private club. And I guess this is where, like, the shit goes down with Ren and Kathy, Um I'm assuming the cameras weren't allowed in there. We just see screenshots of Rena texting someone saying that Kathy lost her mind. She was throwing things. She was screaming. She was so nasty towards Kyle. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, they, this (laughs) we've been bamboozled before. So, I mean, I, I don't know. Hopefully it's a good episode, but I won't hold my breath. And yeah, We'll see. So that's it for this week, y'all. Um, like I said, for bonus content like Love and Marriage Huntsville coverage, as well as just other random episodes that I come up with, go to patreon.com slash better, become a patron. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at mainly Raven. I will be back to talk to y'all again next week. I love y'all. Bye.